wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you We were talking, well, back in episode, what, 26? Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers. My favorite episode we've ever done. And and I'm watching Die Hard 3 right now, so I'm, I'm all about that, Bruce. So, I've, 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 I've got a little deep here. I just here got with... remorse. I just got, like, making fun of people with diseases remorse. So, it's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch some brutal movies. So, they just looked so good in those darn commercials I watched, those, those wine coolers. And I want to try something like that. And so, I was reading the Washington Post, and it says wine coolers are, are like, a few months ago, making a comeback. What? And yeah, because so you look at these coolers that Bruce Willis is hawking in the 80s and you're like, well, coolers, I guess, were new back then. They've got to be better now, right? Well, just sugar. Yeah, but there's, you know, a lot of fancy flavors. These are just like not flavored wine coolers or something like that. Yeah, but that's like probably that. more like a beer, like a cider ish. I guess. But um, so they were really hot. Uh, wine coolers were 20% of all wine consumed in the States. However, their trajectory didn't follow Bruce Willis's. Because in 91, Congress introduced an excise tax that uh, quintupled the tax on wine from 17 cents a gallon to $1.07 per gallon. Like, our gas prices up here? Thanks, Trudeau! <laughs> uh, so every, everyone switched, instead of wine-based coolers, to malt beverage Malt-based cocktails, just calling them coolers. Uh, Wait, what do you mean by malt beverage? Like, you know, like how rich people drink wine and poor people drink malt liquor? (laughs) Yeah, but not like, but a cooler as we think of now is not a malty beverage. It it says... Malty is like beer. Like beer is malt. I don't know, the Washington Post, man. They're saying I think they that, mean I think they mean like spirit based coolers because their coolers says, are mixed with malt. gin. Yeah, I think they don't know and... anything. That's Bezos. That's fake news. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling Elon. Was well, there a midpoint? Was there it a, says it's cheaper was but that a, at the time away from the original? And Is so this it's an it's, 80s I, twist, possibly. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I'm trying to be mediator. So I'm I'm super sad. And there's so many good articles, uh, like from the uh, Associated Press back in 1986, wine coolers spark otherwise glum ad market. And it's like, these Bruce commercials, if he gets, if they exercise their option for a third year, Bruce could make $7 million. <laughs> like, holy, that's a lot of money for back then. Like pre-diehard Bruce? Holy yep. moly. Nowadays, all those crappy movies he's putting out, he makes a million dollars per movie. And he was making seven for Seagram's? Back then, that would have been like a lot more money, too. That's a lot of money. So, I wanted to know who made these commercials. <laughs> who made these awesome Seagram's Wine Cooler commercials? So, it's an ad agency called Ogilvy and Mather, who uh, are Ogilvy now. And they've been around for like 80 to 100 years. They're a British ad agency there. 
Negroes go all in mine coolers. Yeah, okay. So uh they're most like they're famous for like uh American Express commercials and stuff like that. But it's like, come on, I know what I show me what I really want to see. Bruce yeah. Bruno jamming on the porch. <laughs> so I found this site called the Paleo. Is that wait no wait, wait. If you go to their website, that's not the front page of their website. <laughs> no, I guess not. Idiots. They're missing a golden <laughs> opportunity. So there's there's this website called uh, the Paley Center for Media, and what it does is it's like actually catalogs advertisements and stuff like that. So this is called Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler Jammin', uh, and it says uh, in this commercial for Seagram's, Bruce Willis is shown as a singer hanging out on the porch of his friends and members of his band. They sing a bluesy jingle in praise of Seagram Golden Wine Cooler, <laughs> adding <laughs> adding. That they enjoy it all the time. Slogan is superimposed, saying Seagram's. This is where the fun starts. Date, 1986. Get drunk. Time, 30 Get drunk and have fun. <laughs> and, and this is real, because it's got, like, catalog ID, AT, uh, colon, 23608-011. That's and like the all this Dewey stuff. system, basically. Yeah, and so it's, like, talent, Bruce Willis, David D., editor, Roy Caruthers, art director, Steve Jeffrey, copywriter, Mel Command, creative director, Whoa. David Ashwell, director. And so I've, I've looked all these guys, like, so the director, <laughs> David Ashwell, did 800 different commercials and uh can we call him and he's a painter now but here's the here's the best part the producer someone by the name of danny boyle dan and i'm it's got to be the same danny boyle who did train spotting the beach 20 day 28 days later slumdog millionaire won the oscar for best director are and you serious yeah he he did the new bond movie but then left like during production and carrie fukujima took over and he did that yesterday beatles movie and steve jobs and stuff like that so yeah i it's got to be the same guy <laughs> He's got the talent. He's an Oscar-winning director, and he got stuck with Bruno in the porch. And he's like, "Yeah, let's do this." See, comes the whole high cool. There's Bruno. I want to see you bust out of that door and sing into that bottle cap, <laughs> do a little spin, hand it to your buddy, and then yeah, then now then he's an Oscar winner. So that's that's what's going on with Seagrams. We knew they were good. We knew it. <laughs> we had an eye for talent. We really did. We said a genius made these commercials, and we were right. No, no, Danny's last couple of movies, yeah, but hey, he was firing he all, did all right. He did things. all right for himself. Local kid yeah. makes good. Local yeah. pod, friend of the podcast makes good. We just didn't know at the time that it was him. <laughs> but we would have given him the golden touch if we were only earlier. So, Danny, I feel like we take some credit for your success, even though it was after we recognized your talent. <laughs> It'd be like if someone put a thousand records on the ground and you picked one up, and you're like, this is the best one. I've listened to them all. And it was like, you know, Nirvana or something. I don't know. We've got taste. We've got class. Except for Randy. Randy said there's no such thing as a good commercial, which sort of spurred all this research. Carter was really mad about that. You really hurt his feelings, Randy. <laughs> when he said there's no such thing as a good no, commercial. No, no. Did, did I say there's no such thing as a good commercial or no such thing as a funny commercial? As yeah, I meant, ooh. there are no... Okay, so I, I was wrong in saying that, Carter. I sincerely apologize. I appreciate <laughs> it. 
there is no such thing recently as a funny commercial. Uh, I'll stand by that. Care to offer up any funny commercials that you May think? May I uh, direct you to uh, Royal Bank of Canada catalog number HC765? <laughs> Where the, uh, the mother is reading to the child a bedtime story about uh, RRSPs. Uh. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, do you guys play the lottery at work? Um, sometimes, rarely. It went you hate underground, it, right? I, ours had to go underground, apparently, and I missed out on that. Mine's only about $2, $2 a week, but I just hate it. I'd rather spend that $2 on anything else, but you have to do it because everyone else wins the lottery at work and they quit, and you're the last one working there. That's a kill-yourself situation, I think. That eh? is a kill-yourself situation. So it's like this $2 a week is like keeping me alive. <laughs> It's not about winning. It's about me not killing myself. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, bad things could happen with lottery at work. Have you heard about that? Uh, it never goes delivery, good. It never delivery goes Delivery driver well. in, in Windsor, Ontario. They won a million dollars. 16 members of, of the, the delivery guys won a million dollars. And uh, this guy, Philip, found out uh, in the newspaper when he saw his 15 best friends. I get a check for a million dollars. So he's suing them for $70,000 and to be declared the 17th member of the winning tickets. So I want to know, you guys are the judge in this lawsuit. How do you rule? So Did he, he chip was, in? He, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> he was always part of this uh, lottery pool. Um and it was on hold uh, during the pandemic in 2020, but it picked up again in March 2021. He was approached in June, and they said, Phil, there's a major on. You want in? Of course I want in, he says. So he didn't always pay for his tickets right away, but the pool operated on a credit system. <laughs> and at times in the past, he had owed up to $100 and always paid it off. He said that uh, in six years he's taken part of the pool. He's never been cut off. That was exactly be my guess was that he didn't really pay ever. Yeah. At the time of the draw, he was carrying a tab of $30. Um, according to a court document, the organizer of the group sent a text to him saying, you need to repay that $10 and put in another 10 in uh, to remain in the group. And he says, this Friday I will. I'll put in 40 Actually, I won't have to pay you anything. Just take it out of our winnings when we win. <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, what a <laughs> wait! He, they have that in a message. Yeah, and then the owner goes, "Ha, huh, okay, but I charge interest—a high interest rate. I have kids to feed. LOL." Seems fair. Uh, and then someone else reminded him to pay the ten dollars, and they said that he's in. So, what do you think? Is Phil should Phil be a winner? If he didn't pay. Nope. Oh man, that's a tough one. I thought I thought you would be. He didn't pay. He doesn't get it, Trevor. I thought you'd be out of it. I thought you'd be banging the table. Well, I know from my moral opinion, he Phil can burn, but <laughs> he's got a case here. I think. I think there is some reason to believe. Did the did I think the judge would say he's got a claim? Yeah, and it's like. 
70 grand is, is a lot, but split 16 ways. It's... But it's only going to take one. It's going to take like one fifteenth of your winnings away from you or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's okay? So let's look at the difference here. Let's see what old our friend here is going to get. So he wants. He wants 70. So everyone's got 70 right now. And then you take one sixteenth out of 70. That's what he's suing for. Yeah. One million divided by what? Uh, 16. But I don't know if it was exactly a million, but 62,000 bucks. Okay. And then if it was 70. Oh, he wants lawyer fees. (laughs) It would be. Wait, 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 wait. So if it was 17 people, it's only 58,000 bucks. Mm. So why don't you all just give up 4,000 bucks out of your 58? and make this guy not hunt you at night one day when you're coming home from work. <laughs> like, it seems like you just... You just give him four grand and he just this is over. Four grand total? Or four grand each? Every person's going to give him four grand. Yeah. yeah. I would it's just get it over really war, yeah. The guy who has or to I, buy the tickets every week and cover it? That's annoying. And I would just never speak to him again. I Let's think I would tell him that I would give him his four grand next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> After Every they win Friday. again. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we win. <laughs> next time I win, I'll get you back. I want to talk about a weird memory. Grad 2005. <laughs> my brother and I were talking about it. And I really put my foot in my mouth. So this is two years after I graduated. So my brother's graduating. And um, you hear a rumor floating around uh, grad that night. Matt Murphy's Screamo hardcore band is going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I love Matt Murphy. He's been in movies of mine and stuff like that. Uh, but, and, and Repo, you... you, you, you 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 would listen to a little bit of screamo here and there, but you got to find the right the right voice. You know, it just can't be say Matt Murphy's band, right? That could be a little grating on the ears, especially <laughs> considering they're like a bunch of sixteen and seventeen and fifteen. Would screamo music ever sound good on the ears? <sighs> Maybe if you're used to hearing it on like perfect on record, and there, then you see it live. There is nice screamo and there's bad screamo. I guess you have to say um, anything. Yeah, okay. So we're sitting down. Um, I'm with my family. My brother's graduating, and there's some like 14 or 15 year old next to me. And I guess I'm like 19 at this time, and so I'm like, hey. "You're a criminal after this." So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't get going. Well, I'm not, I'm not my 36 year old self here, chatting up some 15 year old dude. Hey, you're 19. Hey. A hey. dude. A I dude. Say, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I say, "Hey, man, I hear." Matt Murphy's screaming. Oh, no. This is going to be playing tonight. He said, hello, fellow oh. teenagers. <laughs> hello, fellow <you know>, teenagers. <laughs> but I hear there's going to be a screamo man playing tonight. How terrible of an idea is that? And then guess what he said? I'm in the band. I'm, in the, I'm the guitar player in the band. <laughs> and I said, oh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think, I think only we, you, uh, only you. <laughs> I think you I loser. sort of saved. I've never seen or heard of the person since then, but I think I sort of saved the relationship after, because 
uh, as any 19 year old. You were the uh, only one listening to them. <laughs> so you what did I feel, You were shamed, what did, shamed what? into listening to their whole set. Right so this row. is 2005. What did I talk about last week? Oh, do you read any guitar magazines? Oh, no. <laughs> he was a big Mark Tremonti fan from Alter Bridge at the time in Creed. So, yeah, we talked about that. This guy sounds like the worst person. Yeah. <laughs> and so you expect maybe after midnight or something, they take the stage. But nope. Um, the Valley Victorian spoke. Um, and they they did their walkthrough or whatever, and then boom, there's Matt Murphy's Screamo Bad before, like, anything else. It's still light outside, and, like, they get, like, ten freaking songs or something, and let me tell you, how quickly do you think that cleared out? <laughs> At, like, oh. nine o'clock. Zip! All the grandparents, all the parents, gone. Maybe that like, was you know, strategy. Yeah, Grandma's going to stick around and do the chicken dance, you know? Or the Damn YMCA. right, Grandma would do the chicken dance. Yeah. But after 10, 10 Screamo songs, out of there. <laughs> yeah, just no, just a weird memory we had there. I had the worst grad ever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you didn't stick your foot in your mouth like me. Now, did your brother hear about what you did at this grad? Uh... I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought maybe word got out or something, and it got back to him. And it's not like, well, like, you know, a, a regular thing you can get up and move to another table. I had to sit next to this kid for like two or three hours. Oh, nice. <laughs> Talking Mark Tremonti. Oh, man. What do you think about that pinch harmonica in my sacrifice there when mm-hmm. they come back out of the bridge? Or, you know, what's a really, what, what tuning do you think st- uh, stand with me? Okay, Carter, you, uh, this, your situation, I'm talking. Chatting teenage girls reminded me of my issue from the last week. Boys! I think I offended you, but let me explain. I'm looking for a good solution. You tell me what's the right thing to do at a, you know, a dance concert for little kids. Okay, you still with me so far? Yep. So like Ukrainian a dance, dance recital. Got a recital? Yeah, most well, a lot of it was ballet stuff. Like it was there okay. for hip hop, but otherwise it's like three year olds, four year olds, all ballerinaed up. Sometimes like crying and such. So what do you do? Like, if you have to sit in this hall for thirty minutes, where do you look the whole time? You want to ignore the crying kids? Try and follow the flow of the concert of the happy ones. I still don't really either even want to watch little three-year-old yeah, well, ballerinas. What can you even pay attention to? Yeah, like what is there to even watch at this yeah. point? This or boring. watch yeah. football on your phone. Yeah. Or <laughs> if there's like you know twenty-five-year-old people, like the the people running the classes, and they're wearing like skin-tight black jumpsuits and doing Why little kid dances, <laughs> so like jumping around the stage. <laughs> <laughs> is that like impossible? Like, is that not an impossible situation? That's bad. Just a bad person. Yeah, you're Larry David, but but there's no what? winning that situation. Now it's even better if the the adults are like full on little kid dancing, because then that's that, just like some killer clown movie or something. That took me to another place during my thoughts here. Is do you think that's an underserved market? 
is there some profit to be making there? And okay, strippers probably expensive, to dangerous business to get into. If you could get just women to do like I, child level dances at a bar, would a bar pay you to bring in like good looking women? <laughs> they have to train for like an hour, <laughs> to like hop around and do very simple dances. Dance moms, this is dance, dance. <laughs> I oh, just right. is that a business opportunity? I, that's yeah. no, that's like a that's a crime. I think. <laughs> I think that's going to a criminal pathway. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, no, that's creepy. It's hilarious. Then you think about it, you're like, that's terrifying because there'd be people that'd be really into that Brent and they're not good people. <laughs> they're the kind of people when they come to your neighborhood, they have to tell you they're coming to your neighborhood. <laughs> that's the kind of people that would be into this dancing. <laughs> so no, no, we're going to the big no. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't mean like skipping oh, I know around, you holding don't, I hands. Know, I know. But- but still, still, yep. Simple dancing that involves jumping. Okay, but there is a market there, but it's a rough one. It's not a good market. <laughs> it's not a market you want to be serving. It's like Four Chan. You don't want to be the guy that owns Four Chan. <laughs> okay. Well, that's where my mind went during this I can show. See it. Like at the, trying at the bowling to not alley. Scare. There's like mm-hmm. <laughs> at the bowling. Yeah, everything goes down at the damn bowling alley with you guys. Oh, there's so get much your mind out of so get your mind out of the gutters. <laughs> well, I love the guys who like like so bowling's from five to six, and and there's just guys that get off work and go have a beer down at the bowling alley. And what do they do? Watch the kids bowl. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Like not like they didn't go to the bar after with friends. They just go for by themselves for a drink, and it's like there's no TV on or anything. So I'm just gonna watch the kids ball. Imagine working all day. So turn around and then no, no, just listen, just listen, just imagine that life. Imagine that life where you're like, I'm working. You know what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna have beer and go bowl like by myself. Oh, they're not bowling. They're sitting at the bar watching the kids bowl. They don't even bowl. No, it's kids bowling. Oh, you can't get into the aisle. I thought there was just dudes in Dauphin that all got off work and showed up the bowling alley and just threw some threw some bowling balls as they got drunk every day. No, I was like, these guys sound amazing. These guys sound like <laughs> I need to talk to these people. But there isn't. No bowling. Just they're throwing down brews. That's it. That's weird. So it's if, just, a bar. It's just some... a bar for them. Yeah, if if they had some dance instructor, you know, <laughs> dance on the uh, the the pool key, the pool table or something like that. Yeah. What would her name be? Jessica. No. <laughs> Every twenty-five-year-old girl's named Jessica. Okay, a song. So I'm going to skip around song, a few verses. See if you can guess the band or artist. 
Okay. So there's a whole lot of people in this old world living on nothing but hate. <laughs> Things don't change pretty soon. It's going to be too late. They're building guns, tanks, bombs, and planes. And I don't know it all. You better listen to people when they talk about peace. Hear the children when they call. Any guesses so far? Oh, it's some country singer. I don't know. Not Pink Floyd, is it? I'm so bad with lyrics. A few other things. Seems funny to me when you talk about peace. Well, you might be suspected of a crime. And all the people trying the hardest to save the world have lived here the shortest time. Zach Delaroche, maybe? Oh, is this like a rapper? Could be, couldn't it? I was going to say, it sort of sounds like bad rage. <laughs> Seems funny to me, but when you talk about peace, it might be. Nope. Is this what about, would I tell like, you if I heard this on those weird 900 channels? Okay, what were you saying, Trevor? Oh, it just sounds like it would be a guy that's next verse is going to be about how everybody's on their phones or something. Mm-hmm. There's civil war conflict around the world, north, south, east, and west. People have He's to got learn how to get directions. along best. He's got four I love when people have to name the directions in their song. You see it's the like we all rule. know them. We, yeah. we, it's redundant. Yeah. We get it. Just say all directions. There's some clues here. It's a lot. Yeah, you're not guessing it, but the golden rule is as good right now as it was many years ago. It's oh, not right. You gotta give love. You gotta give love to Golden rule makes enjoy country. watching the children grow. But if I told alley. you that's the- yeah. So I heard that on my kids take, picking up little ones to relax. It sounds listen, like will so I, I am. Listen to the 900. You know the weird. Music channels that come with cable. Oh, is this a Christian music channel? No, this was on Kids Music Channel. What if that's a new Sharon Lois and Bram track? What? <laughs> They're bringing it. Sharon Lois but and Bram are bringing the heat. Sharon or Lois is dead, though. Still them. It's one of theirs. There's only one. Oh. <laughs> Funny oh. me when you talk about peace. Well, you might be suspected of a crime. Just wow. in a in a kid's salt, like wow. they're real. The elephant is the elephant still there <laughs> with a, with an AK? <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, Raffi, Raffi's a big environmentalist uh, singer mm. now. Hey, wasn't yeah, he can... always though? Probably, no. can, yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Brent says women's women have a thing for Raffi. I remember that we've discussed this. Mm-hmm. Written by Sharon Lowe Bram. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Bust that out at the teddy bear picnic in Winnipeg. <laughs> Shut up, do it to debut. Boom, 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 This one goes out to our homie Sharon who died. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting the good fight. <laughs> oh, man. Fred Penner's going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make a diss track. Fred <laughs> Benner's gonna come on to the anti and crush their woke thing. And Fred Penner and Eric Clapton are gonna release this song together. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dress Up weighs in. <laughs> <laughs>